0: I want to give you a little tip on how I do it all while keeping my kids happy and content. And that's wearing them in the Ergo Baby Omni 360. I love my Ergo Baby Omni 360 because it allows me to get stuff done while they want to be held. In the 360 you can actually use it from the point that they're that little tiny human nugget that's all squishy and really needy up until the point that they might actually break your back. Although there is great support. I use it when they're cranky at dinner time, but obviously someone still needs to make dinner. Cleaning, DJing. Go to FruitsOfMotherhood.com forward slash ErgoBaby to get free express shipping on any order. That's FruitsOfMotherhood.com forward slash ErgoBaby. Now back to this amazing episode. Okay, hi, uh, my name is Linda Fruits from Fruits of Motherhood, and tonight we're going to be comparing my life as a stay-at-home mom to Evan's life from Viral Dads on Instagram, who is also a stay-at-home dad, and we're going to figure out if he also gets touched out by the end of the day. So hi, Evan. I'm going to have you introduce yourself since we both know how exciting it is to talk to another adult. Yes, (laughs) very exciting. So tell Uh, me about your kids.
1: Yeah, so my name is Evan. I live in the Chicago suburbs, and I've been a proud stay-at-home dad for five and a half years, and this summer it'll be six, oddly enough, but um, I've got two little guys 15 months apart right now, two boys, toddlers. Um, One of them just turned six, and the other is four and a half, and it has been the hardest job I've ever had by a landslide, and also the most purposeful and meaningful job at the same time. So I, I feel very fortunate to have the opportunity to see so much of their life. Um, some days drive me nuts. I've lost lots of hair. I've gotten more grazed from it. But I, I truly feel like the luckiest man on earth just given the opportunity. I know so many can't do what, uh, what I do and what we do and don't have that opportunity. So I feel very fortunate and try and bite my tongue whenever I, I bitch and moan about it too long. <laughs>
0: It's okay. We're allowed to complain.
1: I know it's kind of therapeutic, uh, it in is. a way. I truly believe that venting is uh, can be healing, and when you have somebody else who understands your hardships, it's not it's not complaining. It's just kind of sharing and supporting yes. through shared experiences and hardships. So uh,
0: that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you have been a stay at home dad for almost six years, but your oldest is six
1: just turned six. So just I've, uh, six. yeah, I've been home with him since he was three months old. So,
0: Oh, wow. So the whole time,
1: the whole time. Yeah. And wow. not, not planned for not strategized. you know, me and my wife, we've been together a long time and planning and big plans and all that. It's not our strong suit. And we, on a whim, um, you know, we weighed pros and cons of, uh, I always thought we both should be working, you know, we're not doctors and lawyers and all that. And I was like, we need two incomes, you know, kids are expensive from everything I had heard and learned. And um, I thought we just both had to be working parents. She was uncomfortable with a a daycare, you know, didn't Mm -hmm. want to put a a six month old in a daycare um, if we didn't have to. So we tried a nanny and went through the whole gamut of interviewing and letting people in our house and it was a nightmare experience. And then finally in the 11th hour, we got a, a personal referral and she started and it was great. But then she gave us a week's notice and, and went back to the other family. She, she had been oh, no. with her like almost a decade. So she gave us a week to figure it out. And I had been pretty burnt out. Doing what I was doing um, in sales in the beverage industry, and she really encouraged me to consider it. I grew up with younger brothers, changing diapers, mm-hmm. babysitting. Always wanted to be a dad. Never really envisioned myself as a stay-at-home dad, but she, you know, believed in me. And in hindsight, it's been one of the best things we've ever done um, for our family, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, just yeah. for me personally, um, it's been pretty powerful as well. So
0: that's awesome. I mean. Yeah. No better person to take care of their kids than their, their own parents.
1: You said it, If, if you can do it, do it. And even if you can't, I don't know, so many people count it out, especially men, because we get so hung up on our jobs and our titles and our income um, and
0: traditional
1: and just traditional yeah Yeah. just (laughs) roles and what you should be doing as a man and a provider that you immediately counted out like like no hell no I'm not doing that like I you know I went to school I went to college I got this and that I'm not I'm too good to change diapers but like I really encourage everyone to don't be scared financially about if you can make it work because if we can make it work, scraping <laughs> by and you, you realize how much frivolous things you, you're throwing money at and you feel pretty damn good when you know you're sacrificing an extra night out or a nice pair of shoes or something because you're investing. You're going in, anywhere in, anyways. Yeah, yeah like you're, <laughs> you know that money is going right back to your kids or the time that's also valuable that you won't get back. So don't be too quick to say I'll, I'll never do it if you're a, a new parent or an expecting parent, really really weigh pros and cons. And I highly recommend it personally. So
0: So tell me about your first year, you said your kids are 15 months apart. So you had one at first and then tell me about when you added a second one.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Back to not having a plan. I mean, we wanted multiple kids, but we weren't anticipating it happening as quickly as it did. Um, so yeah, we had a one year old while my wife was pregnant and we were still figuring out, how to raise one, let alone two. And it was crazy just for us to wrap our heads around that. And especially for my wife who, you know, she had just given birth not too long ago. and Now she's, you know, she's baking another one in there. And, um, the first year is crazy. And I truly think if I can handle two under two, like as a stay at home dad full time with diapers and bottles and my kids suck at sleeping, they still do. Like they were not good, through the night until they were like three almost four so oh my gosh you know god bless if you've got good sleepers but we didn't have that <laughs> at all and mm-hmm. it was trying like it was a blur they were so close in age it really was a blur i mean it was sleepless nights and just crazy days for so long but um with that said if we could do it again i do think having them close in age is actually the way to go personally because. I don't know. You're already doing diapers. You're already you might not. As well get it over with. Yeah, you're just doing it a little more for a little longer versus
0: yeah.
1: taking a break and then diving back in when you're, when it's behind you. So I would, if I had to do it again, I would do it again, even though we didn't plan it that way, having them close. And even now seeing them, they're like hip to hip. I mean, they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they get sick of each other and they beat on each other, but it's, yeah. they've got have- such a special bond and, developmentally they push each other and my little guy he's always done things so fast because he he wants to get done with diapers like because his brother's done he wants Aww, you know, he just started terrible. reading upstairs i caught my wife reading some dr seuss with them and like it was four and a half and he was cranking out some pages and it's like he oh my he pushes himself be- because he sees his brother and he idolizes him so it's cool to see that you know older brother gets sick of younger brother you know but mm-hmm. It's really been a special thing to watch them grow so close to each other. So,
0: yeah, for sure, I have two boys too in the same thing, and they're only they're twenty four months apart. Okay, but it, it, I mean that is a little bit different than fifteen months, but still, it's it's they're yeah, very well, close in
1: age. At that age, it's when they're little, they're it's all crazy and mm-hmm. it's all a mess and it's so wild. So since, Godspeed to you.
0: Yeah. So since you're. Um, your wife worked, did you do the night shift for the kids?
1: Yeah, um, as much as I could. I mean, I, I couldn't breastfeed, so, but I certainly tried to help as much as I could. You know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't anything like, you got this babe, like you're the mom. Like, I mean, we were both up and we tag teamed it. And mm-hmm. it's so crucial to have a partner that you both put in the work. I mean, it's oh, you, sure. it really, it takes, you know, they say it takes a village and I, I say it takes a team. Like it really mm-hmm. takes, if you have two parents, it's the best. And, you know, that's also a shout out to single parents who do it all by themselves. And I don't know how they do it because whenever I have my kids alone for a night or multiple nights, I'm just like, Holy cow. I miss my wife. Like I could use it right now. But um, yeah, no, I was up many a night, you know, pulling stored milk and helping out with any feedings or, I don't, I will not give any sleep advice on what to do with <laughs> that. Newborn no, I won't like... sleep. No, because I got nothing there. It was, <laughs> we were winging it. We tried everything in the books ourselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, we probably were too attentive to them. Some people may say just to let them figure out how to sue themselves. But that first child, it, it breaks your heart to hear him screaming oh and you just want to yeah, run in reason. there and. It After doesn't get path. any
0: easier with the second one either.
1: No, not at
0: all. <laughs> I thought it would. I thought I was going to be ready to handle that differently, but no. <laughs> no, nope. that's all. It's so all tell me, uh, tell me about your wife. Tell me about how you guys met. What does she do?
1: Oh, yeah, she's uh she's my rock. She's my best friend. Our relationship is rooted in friendship. We met in college. Um Many many moons ago. So we've been together like 15 plus years now. Even before that, we were best friends for probably two three years. Um, I was in college and single for the first time in my life, and she, God bless her, patiently waited for me to (laughs) get my my shit together, for lack of a better word. Um, And you know, I almost lost her in the process, just even as a friend, because you know, she she liked me. She wanted she was interested in dating and I just wasn't at that time and finally opened my eyes. And I was like, man, the thing that's making me happy the most is right in front of me this whole time. And, um, it's been, you know, not paradise or happily ever after. Like we will never paint our marriage or relationship as peachy. Like it's always okay. a work in progress. It's not easy, but, um,
0: of course. Yeah, especially with little kids.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that will, throw whole new monkey wrenches into any relationship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's our little story, I guess. I mean, we just were college, met in college, very much a friendship now, love her to death. Um, proud of hell is her just with her career and how much I've seen her grow. Like I literally knew her since she was 18 or 19 and to mm-hmm. see where she is now and her profession and her career and to overhear her on conference calls and managing people and like, you know, hosting these big meetings. It's like, that's my girl. Like I'm proud that's of her, awesome. like, she's a, she's pretty badass. So I love her to death.
0: Do you feel like because you guys were best friends first, that communication is easier for you because you kind of <laughs> met on different I terms?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know what that's a, in terms of communication. Like it's hard to say, but we have a very open, very honest, very fun relationship. We you know, we're man and woman. And so like communication, we're still working on that. Like just this week, you know, we have our little tips like everybody else. And, um, but I think the biggest thing that we've grown together is that we've shit has hit the fan in more ways than one in many different chapters of our life. And like it, no matter what happens, we've always been together through it. Um, it may not be pretty, but when you get tried and tested as a couple and, you know, whether that's boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, and wife, like it really shows you what you're capable of because life isn't easy. And there will be challenges throughout that mm-hmm. you really have to have trust and know what you two are capable of getting through. So we we pride ourselves in just the crazy twists and turns of life and being side by side through those. So
0: and uh, I always
1: uh, encourage, you know, I get worried when people say, oh, we're getting married and they've been together for like six Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was like, have you had real, like, fights? Like, have you really (laughs) gotten into it? Because, like, you're going to just have a really bad wake-up call pretty soon if you don't know that how to argue or how to disagree or...
0: Right. That makes total sense. Yeah, so... And um, before you became a stay-at-home dad, did you think that it was going to be easy?
1: No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, I never had any... I'm really cautious of expectations just in general in life. Mm -hmm. I really think they get you in trouble. So by no means did I think, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to be a cakewalk. Like I I knew what I was getting into from a responsibility standpoint, like, Mm -hmm. and that scared me like more than I thought it was going to be easy, but I was scared. Cause I'm like, man, this, if this kid met, is a screw up, if this kid doesn't know how to read or write by the like time, met, me. Like, that's me. Like that's me. <laughs> there will be no other fingers except me. Cause I'm the one all day, you know, when they're beat.
0: So. Well, and you also saw them, you saw what it was like those first three months before you actually took the job.
1: True. It was, I wasn't going in blind. Right. You know, it wasn't, some, it, and like I said, I mean, we, My wife and I, we, we didn't love the newborn phase. Like when they're two, three months, it's like, it's really just a lot of work. I mean, you really, there's no connection yet. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Yes. It's your child that you made, but like from an emotional standpoint, there's no connection. They don't really respond to you. It's really, it's
0: just give, give, give,
1: give. give. (laughs) So it was, it was, cause I mean, I, I went into it with that, you know, it was just a service, you know? Yeah. We had a poop chart. I mean, I remember my wife would go to work, and like we would have. I would keep tabs. I was like, we had a bottle. He had a pee. He had a poop. He had a, and they would, like we would review it when she got home, and like. So that's what it, it was. Just like, you we were just servicing these little people. I know. For, 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 for. I know.
0: I had a. I had an app that I was obsessed with. With naps and Mm -hmm. how long they were breastfeeding and oh my gosh i did the same thing it was just on my phone
1: because you don't remember i mean i don't like i have a very short-term memory in life and sleep is few and far between it's like
0: all parents i don't don't
1: remember (laughs) if they pooped once or twice or how many many ounces they had but so we had a little Mm -hmm. poop in bottle chart that (laughs) helped us there
0: so how do you guys juggle bedtime routine do you split it up take turns like tell me what your afternoons look like
1: pretty i mean we're both hands on like there's mm. really i mean some nights you we all like one
0: kid each
1: it's usually tag team i mean we
0: mm-hmm.
1: right now they're getting older so like they they were doing some showers you know the bath times are getting a little more oh. like we'll be a shower here and there which is kind of nice because yeah. it's quick and easy and i uh, never
0: thought of that you know
1: yeah so i mean that's in your future a couple uh-huh. of years at least but no i mean yeah we would have ter- i'm trying to think back when they were younger mm-hmm. bath and bedtime was just a circus like i mean it yeah. was like okay you're gonna do the bath like then i'll get them out i'll get them dressed then you'll do the bottle then you'll do the rocking then you'll you know it was like but then we would change you know it would yeah, be yeah. very fluid was- and mm-hmm. you know now that they're older it's gotten much easier but man those bedtime routines those are a doozy when they're in yeah, diaper in mean, bottles. I feel like
0: I'm in the in the thick of it.
1: <laughs> you are. It's it's crazy how fast it goes by. So I'm trying to like rewind my brain to those mm-hmm. nights when we were passing off, you know, these little naked boys to each yeah, other. I know. But it gets easier. Uh, There's hope. There's hope. It does it's yeah, still so crazy, yeah. but um it's not pooping in the bathtub or you know or that. A
0: code brown. <laughs> oh man, we only had one of
1: those, so so far knock on wood
0: and um so since you are home your kids are in school now do you do you cook do you clean like what tell me about your day
1: um yeah like my wife she does the majority of the cooking I mean god Mm -hmm. bless her I'm I mean I do lunches you know I'm I'm Mm -hmm. lunch guy I can do breakfast but she really (laughs) I think she prides herself too like she also wants to Cook meals for her family, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I obviously want to help out as much as I can there. But yeah, day to day, it's a circus, you know. There's cleaning. There's we actually just did this thing. I used to be dishes. Like dishes were my thing, and I uh-huh. for years I just I lived there. We would do so many dishes, and then oh my this. God, I know
0: my husband is year, in the same in the yeah, same predicament we, right now. <laughs> yeah, we.
1: We, we flopped so she was laundry I was dishes and then this year we just tried this new thing where now I'm taking over laundry and she's doing dishes and it's like something a little weird thing like that I recommend like if there's a painstaking chore that you do
0: like mm-hmm.
1: try and see if your spouse wants to switch because they may hate doing something and it's a, just a change of scenery and a, a paradigm <laughs> shift that I don't know like I actually don't mind like folding laundry mm-hmm. I can listen to a podcast I can watch sports while I do it like but dishes man those were those were brutal, yeah. and they both never changing. end so
0: I know it's it is never ending I think my husband likes doing the dishes although yeah. I still hate doing laundry I'm like how do I <laughs> yeah laundry
1: is yeah I mean nobody really wants to hear about laundry but it's like I get nervous that I would throw something in the dryer that shouldn't be dried so like mm-hmm. we're still working on me learning what, what shouldn't be dried what should be in. hanged up and all uh-huh. that but yeah but uh yeah I mean I'm pretty domesticated, like, I'm, I'm at home, I'm trying to keep the house in order, I'm trying Mm -hmm. my best to, you know, the kids are the priority, my wife's been awesome, in the sense where, like, she would never expect, like, the house to be clean when she got home, you know, like, I would try and keep it tidy, but, like, she never, ever once would come home and be like, what the F were you doing all day, or, like, geez, like, you're, you are you got it easy. why is, like, their toys all over it, like, you you know, like, she never...
0: We got a bunch uh, of
1: kids. <laughs> yeah, like I mean she knew she got it. She supported mm-hmm. me 1000% in that sense and I'm grateful for that cuz I know there's probably the opposite end of that in some relationships where Yeah, of course. There's an expectation that like you got to do the kids, but then you better make sure blah 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 like this is done and that and it's like we both agreed like kids are priority like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, we don't like sleeping on top of toys or anything like that, but <laughs>
0: Does she wish that she could be a stay-at-home mom sometimes or does she ever mention it?
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's probably a very, that's the hardest thing about this is um, I very much wish I had the career that she has and just Mm -hmm. kind of skyrocketed in the way she does. And she very much wants nothing more than to be a mom and Mm -hmm. to have that as her only responsibility. So the hardest days for us are when she's got those brutal work you know days or she's dead tired or somebody at work was I don't know you know politics the politics of working anywhere can get you and like I just the guilt that comes with that like I hate I was like I wish we both joked that we wish there was like a switch button, like when she so wanted the kids, team. Like,
0: just like bedtime, right? Yeah, like
1: she could tap in when she went when I would wanted nothing to do with my kids and I was just mm-hmm. like done with it and I want to be on adult stuff and conference calls and work trips, like, <laughs> and then like switch, but that's not like.
0: So, like Freaky Friday.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice though, but no,
0: that's not,
1: that's not real life. But um, I know. Yeah, she's she's amazing. I can't say enough nice things about her, and it is hard because. Growing up, actually, all I ever wanted was to make enough money professionally in something where my wife could solely focus on the kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a an insecurity of mine. You might want to say mm-hmm. that like I'm doing the complete opposite, <laughs> you know, of that. But um,
0: it's funny that not- life, you know, it changes so quickly in front of our eyes. And I just think that maybe this was meant for you. You know, you, startled, you started your Instagram. You know, you're being a spokesperson for other stay at home dads.
1: (laughs) Trying, trying to, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's been a very eye opening experience and personally just from a a mental health standpoint of my own and professional just perspective, like the weight I used to put on working and a title and all that and the energy I would put into my former jobs for people that have simply carried on, you know, now that I'm not there, it's like Mm -hmm. really being with my kids every day, it's shown me what's really important. And mm-hmm. it's hard. It's easier said than done. I mean, when that's part of the reason I was successful in my previous roles is because I poured my heart into those roles. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's easy to say on the outside, like, Oh, I shouldn't have given them everything, but who knows how far along I would have gotten my career if I didn't treat it, right. like you know, it was my company or have the passion and the pride I did. So mm-hmm. I've tried to carry that over to being a, a dad, a stay-at-home dad. Um, really treat it you know seriously like it's a it's an honor and when i started the one thing i didn't know how many years i was going to do it but i knew when it ended i wanted to look back and feel like yeah i kept my kids alive and all that fun stuff (laughs) like i'm an ideas guy i got crazy ideas i always have and i really wanted to invest in things that i was passionate about and have something you know because there is time that is allotted for you to explore things you know you don't have your boss you don't have this like you're really right. you're in the comfort of your own home most days and I was like this is a time to really try and get some things that you care about off the ground um, and again with no expectations I just listened to my heart and things that were important to me and tried to do due diligence and trying and mm-hmm. here we are so
0: it's <laughs> is, is one of those I was uh, looking through your Instagram the good human today project Do you want to tell me about that
1: yeah, I gotta to, not to be like a strip show, but there, there it is. be a good human today. So that uh, that's a little mantra. Actually, Man, my wife is getting a lot of a lot of airtime tonight, but that's the the phrase she would say every morning as she left to work. Um, when I first started out, she'd just tell us, "Hey, be good humans today. Be good humans. Be good." And it was every day something I would try and keep in the back of my mind with these guys and a lesson that we want them to just. Carry as they get older, and we try and set the example. And when my son started preschool, I made it a little patch. I'm
0: actually mm-hmm. looking at
1: the backpack hanging up right over here, but I, I put it on his patch just as a weird like you're going off into the real world. Like
0: uh-huh, this is adorable. what's so
1: important to us, you know. And we feel in our house like just being kind and having a and accepting heart and gratitude and kindness towards others. Like that's more important in our eyes than test scores and you know college degrees and. I mean, college degrees are important, but just like what college you get into and all that. Like you really just want to raise good people and try and live by that too. So So put it on his backpack and a bunch of parents at the school started asking, the teachers loved it. Um, Uh I put it into some stickers. I started handing those out and then people asked for, you know, my wife wanted one with a t-shirt on it. So we made a t-shirt and then people, it was like everywhere we went, it got very positive response. And Mm -hmm. I've never done anything like that before, but again, I had this opportunity to explore and to learn and you can really find out anything on the internet these days and YouTube um (laughs) and I again it's something I've never done before so I encourage everyone to just risk failing
0: it's a a shop
1: it's an online shop I mean we have some wearables um I don't know what it is like it's not I've never it's it's a clothing brand it's a movement it's just something we Want to inspire other people to do and if they want we don't advertise it it's all word of mouth it's mm-hmm. just if you see it and you like it here's where you can get some more of it or pass it on and spread some good vibes so
0: and then good you, have, com. Uh, you also have good human books
1: yeah so i self-published a children's book um mm-hmm. as well that was just the handle on instagram good human books so when my kids my son was really young And he started recognizing the emojis on my phone. You know, he was probably one or two, if that. And I just had a crazy idea about could I use emojis as a tool to teach him about emotions and feelings? You know, that's another big thing in our house is just Mm -hmm. understanding. And he was, his language was developing. So I made a little book and I tried to see if I could line it up with the alphabet with A to Z emojis. And Uh he responded really well. And that's cool. Yeah. So it's it's called H is for Happy. Um, it's an ABC oh, okay. book, an emoji ABC book about feelings. It's only on Amazon. Um, but if you've got a little person you're trying to teach feelings to, and it's an icebreaker, if nothing else, like it just gets the ball rolling. You'd be surprised how easily these kids can identify just these little yellow faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
0: That's awesome. I think uh, I'm going to look into that for my three-year-old for sure. Yeah
1: please do, okay. or I'll, I'll send you a copy if you want. So.
0: Um, so tell me about your me time. I know moms are huge on self-care sure. and things they do for themselves. Do you also exercise those things?
1: Constantly trying to, um, mm-hmm. could always improve upon it. Last year, I kind of made it a goal to focus on my mental health. Um, so I put, you know, a lot of effort into just listening to myself being honest with myself there were a lot of big feelings and i don't know emotions that i was just not giving credit to as much bigger you know isolation of being a stay-at-home dad pride career everything that i was just like sweeping under the rug is not a big deal um it kind of all came out one night my wife and i were talking and i was like holy shit like this is some big stuff evan like and she um had started um going through some therapy just for herself and had sung its praises. And I watched it do amazing things with her. So I started going last year and mm-hmm. learned a lot. Um, and then this year, I'm going on a tangent here. I know you were asking about me time, but- um,
0: No, this is totally it.
1: Okay, sorry, I wasn't sure if I was here, <laughs> But anyways, last year, I really tried to invest in my mental health and I felt like I grew tremendously. It was a crazy year, but um, it's real. Like mental health is real. and Absolutely. I'm not some spokesperson for it but Mm -hmm. i want to be as open and honest about the hardships that i go through and have gone through especially with dads Mm
0: -hmm. one
1: of the things through running viral dads is i've had so many men and dads come to me in the dms or just on you know comments and things like that and so many of us share the same uh insecurities and fears yet so little talk about it openly Mm -hmm. or want to admit it just because of the stereotype of gotta be strong like you know crying is weak and like if you're feeling sad like something's wrong with you and all that so i'm trying to Mm -hmm. do my little teeny tiny part to break down those stigmas and encourage i don't know i call it sharing your struggle like i think if you can find someone or a group of people who are going through what you're going through like sharing that is like really powerful and you can heal um through that so just trying to be a voice for that um i do believe you should treat your mental health like your physical health like you should exercise it you should take it seriously Um, and I'm it's cool to see more and more people and you know more awareness being brought to it just uh, Mm -hmm. over the the recent years so this year is my physical health so last year was my mental health I'm trying my damnedest to get kind of back in shape uh, after Mm -hmm. quarantining and many beers and Fat food and well, I'm
0: proud of you for putting mental first though. That's huge.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't planned that way, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of like, I mean, my gym membership I had to cancel last year. So I was like, I can invest in, in my mind a little bit and, yeah. and go there. So.
0: Did you use, um, online therapy or how did you was it really last year like 2020 or it
1: was like yeah but it yeah so i'm trying to think when my first like appointment was but mm-hmm. uh it was before all that happened but not for a lot of it went then via zoom like where I okay talking to you know my therapist via zoom and so that was kind of a weird way to <laughs> kick it off but i
0: feel like you know it's 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 almost the same, you know, you're still getting it out there. You're digging deep within yourself. I mean, I I think that's great.
1: Yeah. Whether that's via zoom, whether that's via the internet, whether that's just companionship you find in somebody, you know, through Instagram or Facebook, like, I don't know, there's many different ways to express. And it's, it is, I think the biggest benefit is just talking to somebody who's not, who's, unbiased like they're not a family member they're not your spouse they're not a friend who's known you for so long Mm -hmm. you know especially a professional they know what they're doing and they can help guide you through your your headspace in a tremendous way so highly recommend it
0: I I absolutely what would be some tips that you would give another stay-at-home dad if they're feeling kind of the way you were
1: um, yeah, I mean, that's what motivates me. I made my personal Instagram public. You know, I've kept it private for so long. I saw another, you know, dad on social media or at a conference. He was speaking about how staying private doesn't help anybody. And that mm-hmm. really stuck with me. Actually, I think it was in a movie, Dads. There's a movie called Dads on Apple TV that I watched where he referenced it. And it stuck with me because I, the first like year or two years of being a stay-at-home dad, I, I didn't brag about it. I didn't tell people about it. Like I was still adjusting my identity to this new role. And then Mm -hmm. towards the last couple of years, I've taken a tremendous amount of pride with it and want to be as outspoken as possible. By no means am I an expert, by no means do I know what I'm doing. Like I really am (laughs) winning, but like I have to share my voice because there's not that there's more and more men doing what I'm doing, but it's Mm -hmm. still very rare. And I don't know, I just felt like if I'm not gonna speak up about it, who is, you know, like I gotta do my little part and share the good
0: and the bad, so. Yeah, and you have this huge platform now.
1: Yeah, and that's in essence why I started it, was I just saw this void, like there was a number of dad social media meme pages, but they were all really playing, I don't know, the same song, it was the, the white New Balances and all the, the jokes about dads that- Really
0: lighthearted.
1: Yeah. And I, I wanted something a little deeper. Like I still think humor is the tone of, of viral dads, but like mm-hmm. I wanted to shine a positive light on dads who are putting in the work, dads who love being a dad, emotional moments of, you know, a father and his daughter or a father and a son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just anything that can show that realness that, that comes with being a dad. Um because there wasn't a lot out there. Like I was following when I started being a stay-at-home dad, I was following so many of these big awesome pages and they were all moms and i'm like man like i just i wish there was more of a dad community so i i don't know i just great i created it on my in the palm of my hands one night i just started sharing and making some funny memes i thought and it grew to 10,000 followers rather quickly. And I actually didn't tell anybody about it until it hit 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna just see if there's a, a space for this, if people resonate with it. And it really happened quick. And when it hit 10,000 followers, I it's like, okay, like there's some people that enjoy what I'm putting out. And some mm-hmm. of it was, you know, a lot of it is shared content. You know, I do make some stupid memes from time to time, but um, yeah, I try and just share.
0: I did They're the great dads thing. doing
1: great things so.
0: uh-huh yeah I, I did the same thing i kept mine private for a while and people would ask me "Are is that you because i had a different name a long time ago and uh eventually i was like yeah it's me and then you know kind of came out coming out party yeah.
1: well i don't i don't have a podcast but i really i want to interview you one day because you my friend <laughs> are killing it and thank you i need some pointers and tips uh off offline or something because It takes me like two weeks to make one TikTok and you're just (laughs) churning them out. And I'm still like, I feel like I'm 80 years old. That is like the
0: number one question is like my videos. Honestly, I have like, you know, nap time. I live by naps. I have like 15 minutes, I swear, after I get other things that are more pressing done. And I'm like, got to (laughs) go.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I was lucky. My boys they napped for a long time and mm-hmm. God bless it. Cause that's when I would do this. I would do my post yeah. nap time. I would do my post at nap time or when they were in bed at night. Yep. But I mean, I, I did the children's book in nap time. Like I, mm-hmm. it's like, those were those windows where yeah, you had to clean bottles and prep whatever for when they wake. But like there's opportunity and I tried to seize it. And that's awesome mm-hmm. that you're, you're doing the same.
0: So oh, thank you. Um, so let's see. Uh,
1: I don't even remember where that question started. I think (laughs) it's about me time. But
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, But so do you um, you resonate a lot with the mom accounts, too? We were talking about that. You you really see yourself in those as a stay at home dad?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so much of it is relatable, like in my situation, like, you Mm -hmm. know, getting kids ready for school and, you know, just Messy kids and tantrums and Roblox and pickup lines and all that. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> like, that. yeah. It,
0: it, it doesn't matter if you're a mom or a dad. You know, mm-hmm. you still, I guess, do have the same feelings. Do you also get like touched out by the end of the day? Like, you just want to stiff arm your kids.
1: <laughs> um yeah i mean i've never called it touched out i mean my kids certainly are climbing on me and and hitting me in the junk and wrestling all day um i'm more of a noise like tap out like i don't really mind touch like i'm fine but it's like i i'm very sensitive to the noise i'm always hearing now that they don't nap it's like there's a show on or that's their e-learning and my son he's in dual language kindergarten actually and like you know hearing a classroom full of these kids you know on a zoom class and like and god bless my wife she's a very loud person like i'm <laughs> a quiet person she is professional all day so she gets in the door and it's just you know like uh-huh. she lets it all out and i'm just like oh my god like it's yeah so i enjoy peace and quiet like i definitely get my limits reached when i'm like oh my gosh my head is going to explode like i just want to relax, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sa, you know, no video games in the background, no Blippi, any of that. So
0: <laughs> don't say the B word.
1: <laughs> I dressed yeah. up as in for Halloween two years you ago. You did? I never saw. It. I think I posted it, but yeah, it was it was a hit. My kids love them some Blippi. They're a little bit you, grown out of it. Did you
0: shave it. it shorter so you look just? It like It was short. Yeah,
1: this is about as long as I've ever gone. Uh-huh. I'm actually, we're going out of town this weekend into a cabin in the woods. And I was like, I'm going to try and fit the part a little bit.
0: (laughs) That's so nice. How do you two stay connected? Like, (laughs) you know, I think of this as a question I would ask other moms with their Mm -hmm. husbands. So how do you how do you two stay tight?
1: I mean, we're like too tight. I mean, especially with the last year, like we are just on top of each other. Like she was able to work from home for a majority. So we actually saw a lot of each other last year. We certainly can always improve on mandatory date nights, you know, mm-hmm. like that's just something. So do you
0: do that or no?
1: No, like there's no set like Fridays, especially you can't go out to eat anywhere. We're in Illinois. Like everything just started to reopen and mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean, it's something we both feel we should be more conscious of. And if you're not, you lose track of it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like it's been three months since we had a date or did anything without the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the compromising that we had to go through was that she missed the kids so much. You know, like I said, she right, only right. wanted to be around them. So for the first, this is only going to be our second trip away from, with no kids. So oh, our kids okay. came with us everywhere. Of we course. Didn't yeah. Do... Because she wants as
0: much time. Yeah.
1: And as possible. you know, that was a little hard for me because I was like, Oh, just do anything to just like go <laughs> somewhere fun or tropical with just you for a couple. But it's like, I get that she loves them so much and she's away from them more than she ever dreamt of. And like, mm-hmm. I have to respect that she wants to just soak them up as much as possible. So, of
0: course,
1: you know, we did a lot of family vacations and family trips and, things like that. But um, yeah, we're now both getting more aligned in like the importance of Mm -hmm. one-on-one and going to start kind of doing more, hopefully just me and her, whether it's, you know, an Airbnb somewhere or just even a night on the town.
0: So So do you have family close by that would watch the kids or would that be?
1: Yeah. Yeah. God bless them. Um, Her parents live, you know, 15 minutes away. My mom, I grew up in Wisconsin. She moved down to Illinois. So she's, probably 40 minutes away and
0: oh that's
1: awesome she oh my gosh I could sing my mom's praises you know till the cows come (laughs) home but like I used to I would see her every week I mean we had a grandma day where I could just take the boys up there and it was such a blessing and such a relief to have some help um and they were always so well behaved at grandma's house it it was like a little mini vacation
0: we have grandma day too ours is Sunday (laughs) and Um, Wednesday now
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah so we both we did a randomly enough. We had a year in California, actually pre-kids. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of just rolled the dice. We were like, we're young. We didn't own a house. I had a job offer. We jumped on it and we lived in the Bay area for a year before kids. And she actually, we got pregnant out there and both felt very strong. We had no family out there. It was yeah. just, her brother was in San Diego. That was about the closest one, but mm-hmm. it was great. Cause we had a year where we had no commitments. We had no friends out there. We had no mm-hmm. family. And especially before kids, like we really you know, it, it wasn't the smoothest part of our life. Like a lot of stuff went wrong out there, but like it went wrong together. Like we were by each other's side and I don't know, we're both from the Midwest and I wanted our kids to grow up next to their grandparents. And really, I didn't get to do that that much when I was younger and mine lived on the East coast. So we're very lucky that we have them and came back home to the Midwest to be by Grammy and Papa and grandma.
0: So, I love that. So yeah. before the pandemic and when your kids were a little bit younger, because I know a lot of moms ask me like, "What do you do all day? <laughs> what did you do with your kids?"
1: Oh, that was the name of the game. Like people That's have awesome. asked me that over and over That's again. Awesome. It's like, "What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? You have a schedule? Do you?" And I think every parent approaches it different. I've met moms who really lay out day to day. Like this is what, and we, we kind of had a loose schedule. Like we had grandma days where one day a week we would go there, but. I'm on the fly, like, like, you know, going back, I don't plan too much. And especially mm-hmm. with kids, like you also never know, like who's going to be throwing up that day. Like who's <laughs> going to be just in a mood and you don't want to do anything with them at all. except lay in bed and watch a movie. So my biggest thing was like getting out of the house. Um, and that's what scared me about the pandemic is my worst days were like winter days. Like mm-hmm. when we just did nothing but stay in the house. Cause we would all, the boys they would be terrible i would I know. just be at my wits end so like when the pandemic hit i was like oh my god we're gonna be stuck for how long like no museums no playgrounds no anything and i was I like know. but my wife you know she got to work from home and it offset everything like they were so content that all four of us were together
0: uh-huh
1: and it lasted so long it was like this little bubble it was like a little snow globe where uh-huh. like It was crazy because like we were just stuck but like it was also really my kids blew me away that they didn't fuss they never i mean they they fuss but like in terms of what i thought it was going to be and then looking at what it was it really was special like and we both were conscious of how unique the situation was and like how quickly they were growing up like i had a really hard time when my oldest son turned five like for some reason Mm I was like, he's halfway to 10. Like, that's almost it. And I, but I don't know. So we really milked.
0: So, please the tell me you, you cried too, right? You cry at birthdays?
1: Oh, this year I didn't. Well,
0: five. This I year mean, I didn't.
1: I handled six a lot better than I handled five, but five was waterworks. I mean, it was something about it. Like, I just really felt like it was, I don't know, going from four to five was like, that's a big jump. Like,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: these little pressure, like they're becoming little people and know uh, five to six, I was like, I'm ready for him to be like, I want him to go to school. Like he's killing like school. He loves it. He's getting these friends. I'm like ready for him to like mm-hmm. not be going to college, but like, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for him after the year he's had with like zoom school and yeah. poor kid has just been rolling with the punches of the pandemic, so to speak. So mm-hmm.
0: I think we all have our, our ages that like hurt us. <laughs> Oh yeah, (laughs) my youngest turning one like i could not handle it because he's most likely our last baby and it's like i i'm done with the that crazy phase again yeah thankfully and unthankfully (laughs) yeah
1: we're done with two as well and it was like as my son bobby my younger one like the little baby stuff started you know the words he would mispronounce and like the Mm -hmm. rocking that he doesn't need anymore and he has a little bit of a lisp but it's like slowly going away and it's like it's just little and it's like you know that's the last, like yeah yeah, you're happy the pacifiers are gone in the bottles but like you do not want to see some of that just cute precious baby stuff go (laughs) especially when you know it's it's the last of it for you so cherish it as crazy (sighs) as it is oh my gosh
0: i'm I'm a mess my youngest oh my gosh i i also was weird about the baby phase you know Mm i i wasn't sure it was like for me, it was really hard. I was really anxious. But the second time, I don't know if you felt the same way. It was just a world of difference mm-hmm. being a mom slash dad the second time.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, first to second. There's a whole different range of emotions that come with it. I mean, my wife primarily handled it much different than I did. Um mm-hmm pregnant when she was pregnant it was very hard for her she the first one we were so excited about like it was so special so beautiful it was just just... and then the second one we got pregnant you know quicker than we were anticipating and we were excited but like she that carried a lot of guilt I hope it's okay I'm sure but like she had a really hard time because she didn't feel the level she felt for the first one she was obviously excited about it Mm -hmm. but the fact that she knew it was like mixed with nerves and you know, how are we going to do this? Like, she felt really bad. She's like, I'm not giving this baby what I gave the first one or, you know, my levels are my experience is so different. So, but now it's like, we just, she's just like, how, how could I ever be scared? Like, you know, we did it. Yeah. We it and it's, it's
0: all right. I mean, I oh. think I can speak for most moms. The second pregnancy also just doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. It's yeah. Not and first. I'm
1: purely spent. I shouldn't even try to speak on like the experience. No, no, but I mean, creating. it's,
0: it's, you're right though. And it's normal that she felt that way. It's, it is. Yeah. It's-
1: and it was hard, you know, cause like as a man, you know, I can speak with a man and a supportive husband or attempting to be supportive. Like sometimes I just felt helpless. Like I really felt like I can't, I can't take this baby out of her. Like I can't, I mean, not in that sense, but it was like, I just, I wish I could do something to lighten her load or, you know, stop her from feeling the way she is or help her carry the baby you know like if I could plop it into my belly I would but we can't okay. and so that was hard because you see the emotional roller coaster that your your spouse is going through and you do your best to get whatever they want to make it easy but sometimes that's still not enough and as a a caring and supportive husband or trying to be that's hard to swallow and you know like mm-hmm. she's going through a hard time and you know, you're doing everything you can. And sometimes it's not enough.
0: So. Do you ever um, call your wife or well, since she's been home? I mean, it'll be a little different, but back in the day, you know, how we talk about moms that we call her husband and we're like, our kids are, they're crazy. Come home now. You know, the kind of a thing. Did you do that too to her?
1: Like the SOS calls? Um,
0: yeah. Just like listen yeah. to this bullshit, you know, like whatever is happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, of course, I'm guilty of that. And we, uh, our house before where we live now, she actually was a stoplight away. So she oh. hardened even warm up in the winter. But so, like, it was, I was lucky because when I had serious problems, like, she oh. could run home and she came home for almost every lunch, you know, just to see. Oh, them. That's but, nice. Uh, yeah. We, we had it very good in that sense where, like, should something go wrong, she wasn't like across the country. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a couple stoplights away. And that was a huge, huge help to me (laughs) as i was juggling them as babies but um yeah i think i'm certainly guilty like my biggest thing i try and work on is not complain like it's so easy for her to walk through the door and me just to rattle off how bad Mm -hmm. the boys have been or like oh my god i'm so excited you know exhausted like or you take them or you know i try and stay out of her hair during the day like i know she doesn't need to necessarily hear it and but she she likes being involved. Like she calls every lunchtime, you know, when I pick them up from school now, she's calls them right at pickup time to ask how their day is. Like, Mm -hmm. even though she's, you know, at her office, she's still as involved as possible and we FaceTime frequently, but yeah, I mean, when more so when they were babies, there were times, I will be uh, open and honest that like, there were a handful of times where I called her and I just was like, I can't fucking do this. Like, (laughs) trust and, me
0: I do it too
1: <laughs> yeah and like I have to share that because like yes it's a beautiful experience but like I got pushed to my limits several times and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just one of like yeah like it's crazy and it's
0: hard it's, it's so hard. hard trust me <laughs> and like I get
1: it yeah like a handful of times like it's I think it's only been like less than five times where I was like sure I'm done with it and I called mm-hmm. her and I was like whatever it takes I can't do this anymore like I could I would feel guilty that like I was doing I'm not doing them any good like we're just they're crying I'm screaming and losing my mind and like Mm -hmm. this isn't good for anybody I gotta get out of here but like yeah like through my um my personal growth I guess I found healthier ways to channel that and calm myself down in those moments where shit's hitting the fan and tantrums are happening and Mm -hmm you know, you kind of lose your mind, but, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Trust yeah.
0: me. I'm, I'm in it right
1: now. <laughs> it. Don't think you're an alien. Like that's why I have to share those weak moments because if I don't, you may think nobody else is going through what I'm going through, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a comedy of errors. And some days just absolutely you can't, you just got to get away from it. And I think that's like what helped me too is like in those moments, like sometimes screaming back at them or trying to make sense of it or negotiating with the toddler or like you just can't like sometimes you just have to take a deep breath go in your bedroom or your closet and like Mm
0: -hmm. gather
1: yourself and then regroup and try and try and move on from it so
0: your kids um, since they're older now and so mature do you still Ah. go through that I I mean, I showers? So they're like mini adults. <laughs> oh, I know.
1: Pretty much. Right. But, um, yeah, I, there's still weak moments. There's still days that, I've, you know, more so now, I think as they've gotten older, it's like you give them so much that like you start to hold them, um, in a, you know, like an adult, you're like, I, like if you do like a really big special day or like. Mm-hmm. I recall something where we just bent over backwards for them. Like my wife called off work. We had like a yes day where like, we just kind of like let them kind of guide the day. And then mm-hmm. that night, like it just hit the fan. Like they were just rotten. They didn't listen. And it was like, then you feel like you're mad at them. You're like, how could you be so ungrateful? Yeah. Like we just did this for you. And like, it's hard to balance that. Cause you're like, you know what they're capable. And like, you've seen them be appreciative and gracious and thankful and well-behaved and then, uh, you just try and make sense yeah, well, of that you, that's work. what it
0: is you try to reason with it and you're like what but they are they are still kids I think yep yeah think they're allowed to be like that I've always heard what goes up must come down so whenever you have a really good day <laughs> yeah or a really good you know hour it's gonna it's gonna come down
1: oh yeah for sure <laughs> and I, I think I read something that like the the our brains don't fully develop like decision-making skills like proper decision-making till you're like in your early 20s like even <laughs> up to your 20s your mind is still learning uh-huh. how to properly so like expecting a toddler to have it all figured out or have i don't know it's like wildly unrealistic so
0: yeah oh that makes sense uh, do you do you want to go back to work the conventional work kind of a job or do you want to see where your projects go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would love to say my all my passion projects are, you know, raking in the dough, and we've got college covered. But like, no, they're they're passion projects. I would I want to take them more seriously. I think when my kids are in school, like actually in school, not like mm-hmm. a couple hours here and there, I want to really see them invest more in them. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I'll have to go back to work eventually, um, and. Part of that excites me. Part of that scares me. I'm not going to go back to the industry that I was in. So, I mean, push comes to shove. If I needed to find a job, I can tap my network there, but Mm -hmm. that industry burnt me out. I was traveling a lot, you know, the, the benefit of what I was investing in it, especially now as a a family man and a dad who wants to be here and not all over the country. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I'm not interested necessarily in the rat race and corporate ladder. So what that next chapter will be in my professional career is a big old question mark that keeps me up at night. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I've grown personally so much in this chapter of my life that I have some clarity in like where I want to go and where my values stand and where I want to put my time, you know, and effort into. So it's just going to be, kind of when and where that is that we'll find out I guess but
0: it'll it'll find you I think.
1: yeah I'll never stop coming up with crazy ideas and you oh. know I put my wife like get used to it like <laughs> you've known me long <laughs> enough that like I'm a, a gift and a curse like I always okay. have some crazy wild idea yeah this won't ever end it may not turn into anything it probably won't but like I just love creating I like connecting it's never been easier to take a risk and to learn and try, you know, with the internet and with mm-hmm. YouTube and Google, like anything you've ever dreamed of doing, you can learn. I don't know. I shouldn't say anything, but like, now's the time. Like yeah. the resources are there. And if I can get some things off the ground and gain some traction and mm-hmm. be having cool podcast interviews with people like you then <laughs> by God, anybody can do it.
0: So. <laughs> um so tell me about your Instagram a little bit more too like what made you start it obviously I know the connection part but like what was the like okay I'm gonna do it now kind of moment
1: yeah I think I just kind of uh I focused my mind as a stay-at-home dad into starting things that I was I could control with little or no money <laughs> Like, I, it, everything I've done has been bootstrapped like the book didn't have any investment. The Instagram yeah. was no investment. Um, the clothing line, same thing. Like just that's very a good way to
0: start.
1: up front. Yeah, I mean, and technically that's how you should do it. But I wasn't trying to create a big multi-million dollar startup that needed investors or anything like that. But um mm-hmm. no, viral dads was just honestly triggered in a way from seeing content being shared that really shined. I have to be careful. Um Because it did trigger me. I saw a lot of posts of just from these mom accounts that were making lighthearted jokes about, you know, their husbands or their deadbeat, you know, dads. And I get it. Mm -hmm. They're out there. We're easy targets for sure. And I am far from a perfect dad. But I just, after following so many of them and loving so much of what they did, that wasn't that level of humor and then constantly seeing that chopped in. I just was like, Oh, I wish there was something that like lifted dads up. And Mm -hmm. I felt there was memes about dads. There was funny videos about dads and like cargo shorts and, you know, new balances and lawnmowers. (laughs) But I was like, there wasn't like a celebration of great dads and people Mm -hmm. who love being a dad and guys who are open and honest about how much they like being a dad. So i I don't know. I created, you know, at Viral Dads and I just started sharing content that I felt was in that lens, trying to shine a more positive light on men who are putting in the work, who love being a dad Mm -hmm. and mix it with humor. I I do think humor is the best medicine and I certainly share content just to help people and parents, moms and dads. I have primarily mom followers on Viral Dads. (laughs) But um, a good laugh after a crazy shit show of a day as a parent goes a long way. I have oh, tremendous gosh. respect for so many accounts who have been able to provide me with that before Viral Dads even started. I think I realized that like, that's an aid. Like when I could have a shit show of a day, but I could like my, put my kids down, go on Instagram and see that there's another dad who like, was ready to just blow his brains out. Cause his kids were so terrible. It just was like, ha
0: yeah, I get that.
1: That's easier. Like a mom <laughs> who just like, you know, was going through exactly what I was going through. It was like very, it just seemed healthy to me. And I was like, if I could help other parents feel less alone, dads or moms, like that's, mm-hmm. that's what motivates me. Is like, I felt the difference when I, Um, consume that content that made me feel like my crazy, chaotic life as a new dad. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't alone because it is isolating, especially as a stay-at-home dad. Um, You feel like nobody else is doing what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to create something that helped. And I'm putting my name out there to just any dad who feels alone or mom. Like, hit me up. Like, let's trade, you know, stories of how crappy or crazy our day was and just... (laughs) Try and laugh about it because that's uh-huh. that's real life. So,
0: were you expecting to have a lot of moms following you? Were you expecting to have mostly dads? I had
1: expectations. I, I didn't oh, yeah. know. I had <laughs> zero expectations. Um, I know social media is primarily filled uh, with females. I think if you mm-hmm. go by the numbers, but or maybe not. I don't know. But no, it's fine. Like I love it. I I respect you know the moms and the dads that come and get a laugh from things that we wheat that i share or that i create but um it's just me i'm just a dad like people are like you know hey guys we love your stuff like what can we and i'm like it's not guys it's me like i'm a dad who like is just juggling this along with the rest of my chaotic life but um Mm -hmm. no i love it it's it's great and there may or may not be. you
0: know do you get a lot of people who message that to you too all the time
1: um I just, in general, I think people assume it's, I don't know, it's kind of, I don't really put my personal face on Viral Dads. That's kind of why I've opened up my This American Dad profile is to share more personal stuff. But um, most of what I share in Viral Dads is just uh, curated content, Um, not so much my life per se. Um, So people, I think, just assume this must be like some media company or Mm -hmm. I I don't know what they assume, but I try and make it as personable as possible and let people know that this isn't like some media conglomerate this is just a dad who's living a very similar crazy chaotic life with kids as you so and I think that's what people want I think they want I think that's why you're so successful I think that's why a lot of people who aren't afraid of putting their name and their face and their you know messy house or whatever it may be like they people crave that and they want authenticity so it's not easy like I commend anybody because I feel awkward every time I I do any type of post involving myself but, um.
0: I know have you thought about putting yourself more out there on viral dads
1: I think I know I time for time I put little tweets or thoughts but I, I don't know I don't think I'm that interesting like
0: oh, none say. of us think our own lives are interesting
1: yeah but um <laughs> I think that's why recently I opened up my this American dad is to try and for those who want a deeper look into like pictures of my kids and my day-to-day life as a stay-at-home dad, they can kind of check it out over there. So keep it. Can in... you put
0: that in your bio too at, on viral dads, I think. I yeah. Saying.
1: So they can find me. I mean, I just threw my little handle up there, but um, I think it's two different people. Some people just want laughs. Some people want to see kids fall. Some people want, you know, dad jokes. And then
0: uh-huh. some
1: people really care about like what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad. So they can come find me on my personal account.
0: That's awesome. Well, thanks again uh, for talking to me today. I have two questions that I ask everyone at the end of the show. And it's always, obviously, I word it as motherhood, but for you, (laughs) parenthood. (laughs) So, what is your least favorite part of parenthood and your favorite part of parenthood? Because, you know, again, in my goal about normalizing motherhood and parenthood, you know, it's okay to admit that you have a least favorite part.
1: Uh huh least favorite part um it could be I love, I love that i didn't know about this question beforehand it's really, <laughs> i'm trying to i'll go right off the cuff what come i think my least favorite part is like guilt like after a really hard day like or just the looming uh guilt that you might have or pressure of like am i doing enough like it's very easy to I know at least for me, maybe I'm alone, but like, I just, you worry, like you worry, am I doing enough? And it's, it keeps you up at night and you want to just give your kid the world and more. And it's so easy to find little ways where you can doubt that you're doing enough that you can doubt that you are exposing them to enough cultural things or the right mm-hmm. camps or the right sports or the right, you know, cause cause you just, they're little moldable minds right now. And it's been, heavy on me as a stay-at-home dad who's so involved to just mm-hmm. stomach that that like geez like I hope you're doing it right man because like <laughs> now's the time and like that that's heavy heavy stuff and yeah, for
0: sure I mean that's uh literally what we call mom guilt you have you have yeah. dad guilt I'm so sorry yeah. I was not... it's, it's almost I didn't kind of want like... you to have dad guilt
1: <laughs> no 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 and I almost say it's not I, as I've vomited out of my mouth a little bit more. It's like <laughs> pressure, just the constant like
0: yeah.
1: pressure you feel to do more and more and more and more and more of the right. Like I just, it it's hard, and mm-hmm. I, I think I think that weighs on a lot of dads who push themselves, you know, to work more and more and more and more, and then they feel guilty about, oh, I'm not doing enough at home, and to moms who are just constantly. Am I doing the right things and should I be doing more? And it's just it's heavy. Like there's a heaviness to being a parent that is normal, but it's also hard. And yeah, for sure. Parenthood's full of cute, you know, giggles and laughs and babies, but I think as adults, like it comes with a lot of heaviness too. So Yeah, find your own way to kind of wrap your head around that and then navigate it, I I think is something that has benefited me, you know, find a way to come to peace to what you're doing is enough and that you are going to be fine. And you've come this far and you love your kid and that's all that matters. You'll figure out the rest. So that's important. That makes the weight feel a lot less.
0: Mm-hmm. So, And then your favorite
1: favorite part. Oh my gosh. I think having little moments that you think about, like I reflect, I play basketball my whole life. And then, you know, I put a basketball hoop in our driveway last summer or two summers ago and like playing basketball with my kids in my driveway was like something I just, I call it a daddy dream come true. But like, <laughs> it's these cute. little moments like that or like my mom saved a lot of my toys as a kid. So like going through my old Legos and building things with my kids that I used to build when I was six years old or five, like, it's really cool. Like, that is it's cool. just a very, very cool thing to share um, with your kid. So I I dig stuff about that. Like that's the fun stuff. That's the special stuff. I take a lot of pictures because I have a short-term memory. Um, And yeah, like I try and capture it all. Their little voices, they're going to be changing. So like I try and document it all. And I've loved looking back, you know, Mm -hmm. through the years with iPhones. Like now you can just see like on this day, four years ago, like you were at this playground. So it's just fun. So I think that's it. Find a way, I'm not trying to be profound, but like, I always encourage people like to find a way to do something you love with your kid. Um, No matter what it is, I think your child will resonate with that and the time you're spending with them, like whether you like crocheting, like try and crochet with your kid and like (laughs) more often than not they'll eat it up sometimes they might not be interested but like if you can find a happy medium where like they're engaged in doing something you love or used to love or have a connection to that's that's the magic stuff right there so do more of that feels pretty good i love it
0: oh thanks again evan this has been wonderful i think thank um, you all of your messages about being a great dad and a good human. I think that <laughs> definitely it stands out. And to know that trying, you know, the, the way you feel. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm just uh, aspiring to be all the above. So.
0: Well, and just that, again, that they're not alone. Moms are not alone. Dads are not alone. Like we all go through this the same stuff. That's right. And it's kind of cool to see that today. So thank you.
1: Yeah, I hope I shed a little bit of an open, honest light to to a dad's perspective or a stay-at-home Absolutely. perspective and ramble too much but thank you for the opportunity <laughs> don't be stranger anybody listening dads especially hit me up i love it let's talk about it and uh share your struggle and yeah thank you so much i really want to pick your brain though one of these days cuz you, you you got can, some good stuff day. going on let me
0: know over there. schedule a couple so, of days you. a couple times in advance <laughs>
1: yeah be like tag, like zoom tag. But no, thank you. I really do appreciate it. I know it's Friday night. I know you probably got better things to do. So thanks for stay
0: at home, Mom. No listening
1: focus. to me gab. But um, <laughs> I hope your children sleep very well tonight. And um, thanks again. I appreciate
0: thank it. Thank you. Alrighty. Nice chatting okay. with you. Yes. Bye. Bye. And thank you to everyone who is still listening. Don't forget to subscribe on my website at fruitsofmotherhood.com to be the first to hear about new blog posts, podcasts, videos, everything. Thanks again, bye. Hey mama, do you enjoy a nice glass of wine after or during a long day of motherhood? Guess what, me too. I wanna tell you about Revel Wine Club. It's my new favorite way to get wine. Rebel Wine Club is a personalized wine service tailored to your taste, budget, and lifestyle that makes buying great wines super easy. Tell them what type of wine you like, how many bottles, choose red, white, or both. Tell them how often you'd like each shipment. Receive, sip, and enjoy, girl. Check out which wine I'm drinking right now by going to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash wine. The way we spend our money has changed a lot since we've had children. So to help with the mom guilt and the need to still buy cute things, The Fruits of Motherhood shop is donating proceeds of each sale to Every Mother Counts. Everymothercounts.org is a nonprofit organization that works to improve access to quality maternity care around the world. Just buy a hat, a shirt, or anything else in the Fruits of Motherhood shop and you help a mama in need. Just go to fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop and use the code podcast to get 10% off anything in the store. That's fruitsofmotherhood.com forward slash shop Promo code PODCAST.